More from the Media First blog. At Media First, we watch and listen to a lot of media interviews and public appearances, and there are always media training and public speaking lessons that can be learned from them. And this week has been particularly memorable, with comments made by several people grabbing headlines, dominating social media, and even impacting share prices. So, where shall we begin? Well, Bob Seeley's interview on Newsnight, where he refused to believe something he had said on the programme a week earlier, seemed a good starting point. The Isle of Wight MP appeared on the BBC programme on Monday after politicians voted to endorse a Privileges Committee report which said Boris Johnson had lied. And the interview will be remembered for this eye-catching exchange with host Victoria Derbyshire. A week last Friday on Newsnight, you described the Privileges Committee as a kangaroo court. I, I don't think I did. You absolutely did, because I watched the interview again today. I didn't think I was on Newsnight last week at all. Uh, a week last Friday you were, the day Boris Johnson resigned. Today in the Commons, you said you obviously voted for this report. So should viewers believe no, what I think, you... OK, I think I said I had some sympathy with the arguments. I mean, I'm very, I'm very happy to apologise if I did say that, you, because you, I think... You, I I think you people should fess up. No, you, somebody made a, the allegation, and I said I've got sort of a, a, a sympathy. You use the words okay. kangaroo court. Fine. In which case, I don't remember doing it. If I did, fess up. I listened to the debate today. I thought Penny spoke with great eloquence, and I thought actually I need to be supporting this. Right. So you regret calling them that? Well, clearly. I mean, I, I have to say, you know, I, my memory's not that bad, but I mean, I. If you say I said it, that's Honestly, fine. Honestly, it's on the iPad. That's fine. Almost immediately, the clip of the politician using the phrase kangaroo court on the programme was shared on social media. So what media training lessons can you learn from this? Well, remembering that you appeared on the same programme a week earlier and said something controversial would be an ideal place to start your interview preparation. But it's also a reminder of the importance of spokespeople not getting involved in arguments with journalists. Why? Well, because the argument becomes the focus of the interview. Mr Seeley may have made some good points in the rest of the interview, but people watching will only remember the argument. And arguments and denials are unlikely to help you win the support of the audience. It should also remind spokespeople about the importance of not repeating the journalist's language in their answers, something we stressed during our media training courses. One of the reasons Mr City may struggle to recall the comment is because it was a phrase introduced by journalist Faisal Islam that he repeated in his answer. The footage also highlights the importance of spokespeople being able to think on their feet. Mr Seeley could not remember saying kangaroo court. But when Ms Derbyshire said he did, and that she just re-watched the interview, that's the point to admit defeat. Apologise and try to move the conversation on. She's just told him she has the receipts, so continuing the argument from that point feels like an act of interview self-harm. Another spokesperson probably regretting their words is David Henderson, the chief executive of industry lobby group Water UK. He appeared to blame wild swimmers and canoeists for shining a light on the sewage scandal during the hearing of the House of Lords. He said, We apologised because we had failed as an industry to keep up with the public's changing expectations on how sewage work should operate vis-à-vis their impacts on the environment. He continued, We did not really keep up with how people now expect the environment to be able to be used. There has been an explosion in open water swimming, cold water swimming, use of canoes 
and paddlers in reservoirs and waterways. That comment did not go down well with Lord Cromwell, who said, and I quote, Can I just go back, David, to your initial statement? It almost seemed to imply that you had apologised, but it was the public's fault they wanted to swim in rivers, and that is the problem. Surely the problem is not that at all. And Viscount Chandos was also less than impressed, saying, What comes over is that the industry is pretty reactive. Goodness me, customers want to be able to go swimming in rivers. The regulator is pushing us in this direction. And the comments were not well received outside the House of Lords. Fury, as Water Chief blames wild swimmers and canoeists for highlighting scandal of sewage being pumped into rivers, said the Daily Mail. Waterboss blames explosion of wild swimming and canoeing for calling attention to sewage in UK rivers, National World. Singer and campaigner Fergal Sharkey said the water industry continues its fatal act of self-denial, blaming the general public and wild swimmers for their own incompetence. This will not and will never work. So what can you learn from this one? Well, it's hard to believe the messaging was properly tested. Mr Henderson's controversial comments came from the start, so you would imagine it was something he wanted to get across. Yet it paints a picture of the water industry being reactive, out of touch and surprised that the public may not be keen on swimming and canoeing in sewage. It also suggests it believes the public is to blame for highlighting this issue. And the blame game rarely plays out well for organisations under the spotlight. It is also a reminder that parliamentary hearings, no matter how obscure, are also public and media events. What is said during them can have a huge impact on reputation. Another person you may see quoted in the media this week is Fraser Longdon. The chief operating officer at Wix has made the headlines after saying shoppers with trans-critical views were, in quotes, bigots and were not welcome in the company's stores. The comments were made during a panel discussion at the Pink News' Trans Plus Summit and they have been described as the DIY store's Bud Light moment, a comparison to the storm that surrounded the beer after working with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney on a series of social media posts. I've also seen it described as the company's Ratna moment. The remarks have certainly created a storm, and the story have many ingredients of a crisis media management incident, with the DIY store price taking a dent, negative headlines, and hashtag boycott Wix trending on Twitter. The company has said little publicly about the comments, perhaps hoping that the storm will quickly blow over and those vowing to boycott will still shop with them when they need a tin of paint or some sandpaper. But an internal document shared on social media says the comments were taken out of context and advises colleagues on what to say if they are asked about them. Much like the Bud Light saga, there is much debate about whether companies should get involved in issues like this. And when you see the backlash, you can understand why brands will be tempted to remain quiet. But research from Deloitte has shown that more than two-thirds of customers want brands to take public stands on social and political issues. So it's likely to be something we will see more of, whether it's about the welfare of the planet or those that live on it. But perhaps emotive and divisive language like bigots and not welcome is not the right way to do it. Read and hear more from our blog at mediafirst.co.uk. Media First. 
specialists in communication training.